BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Mm, I just got back from work. What do you do for work? I basically fix... So you know how every school kid has a Chromebook? I fix those. Oh, that's nice. Um, do our yeah. kids... Do, do you ever see, like, kids, um, like, going on Pornhub and shit? Um, I mean, of course. I've never seen it myself, because I work... Um, sorry, I'm just a bit nervous. <laughs> So I work like in the back office where we just get like a bunch of broken shit and I'll see on the notes it'll say that the kid was on a movie site or the kid was watching porn. That's crazy. Do they get in do you like like have you ever um like seen like like you check the history of the Chromebook and it's a bunch of porn like do you ever rat the kid out? Um of course uh it's kind of tempting but I don't really because I don't want to know what the kid is watching, you know? That's kind of weird. That is weird. I agree with that. It's better to... That's the kind of thing that you want to just remove from your brain entirely and not deal with. Yeah. Um, Ahmad. Is am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ahmad. I, I mean... You mm-hmm. said... Here's what you texted me. You said, yep. <laughs> My name is Ahmad. I'm 20 years old. I want to talk about... How I immigrated to America 10 years ago from Pakistan. And you also added this. You said, I also still sleep with my mom. Parentheses. You added this parentheses. You said, parentheses, not in a weird way. What's up, Ahmad? Tell me me more. So do you want to know about uh, the immigration part or the mom part? (laughs) Are they related in any way, shape, or form? Um, I mean, I guess a little bit, because you know how in South Asian cultures, um, families are, like, really close together? Sure, yeah. So, but that's not really the reason, I guess. The reason is, so basically, my mom has, um, schizophrenia. So, she'll have, like, um, involuntary movements and whatnot. So, I do still sleep with her on the same bed, if you can imagine. (laughs) Oh, so you sleep with her in the same bed yeah, to like, help her like out with her, her voluntary movements? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, like, crazy. She's basically a normal person, but, like, sometimes, uh, well, I don't know. Schizophrenia is really, like, unpredictable. So sometimes she randomly has, like, moments, but overall she is just a regular person. Hmm. Do you sleep with her in the same bed, like, like to help her out in case if she needs help yeah so i mean sometimes he will just like i guess randomly start like swinging your hands and whatever and i don't know so that's why how often do you uh need to help her um i mean as i said it's mostly a normal person to be honest that'll happen like once a month or something or if something like triggers her specifically. Um, do you sleep uh, in the bed with her every night? Every night. <laughs> do I'm curious. Where's what's up with your dad? Is he not around to help out? Well, my dad sleeps. So it's a so it's a queen size bed, and then there's like a regular, like a single mattress right next to it. So I basically sleep in between my mom and dad. <laughs> oh my god. It's so weird to say that out loud now because 
I've never said this ever. Hmm. So wait, let me get this straight. I, I'm. It's a queen size bed. So you you sl- there's a mattress by the bed, mm-hmm. and you sleep on that. So you don't actually you don't sleep in the same bed as your mom. You sleep on a no, mattress. I, I but you said you sleep on a mattress by the bed. That's that's my dad. So I sleep in between my mom and my dad. Okay, so there's a okay. So there's a mattress yeah. on the floor next to the bed where your dad sleeps, and then well, it's not on the floor. Where is it? Well, it's, so we don't even have a, like a bed bed. It's just like a frame. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's a metal frame. So we just put the mattress on that. So we're all we're all on the same height. <laughs> so you put. So you. I'm still. I'm gonna get this floor plan right. It, so okay. you. So you have basically you push two beds together is what I'm hearing. Uh-huh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. You have two. You have a queen sized bed, mm-hmm. and another and a queen sized mattress. Obviously, you have. There's mm-hmm. two beds. A, a mattress on yes. a bed frame is a bed. So you have yes. two beds pushed together, and on one bed your dad sleeps, and then in the yep. and then in the middle you sleep in the middle of your mom and your dad. Yes. Exactly. Okay. I'm curious. So first, first of all. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Actually, I have a lot of questions about this. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Why do you Why do you sleep in the middle of your parents instead of if your dad's there? I understand that. Yeah, that you're doing uh, what you do. I understand that you're sleeping with your mom to help her out, which I think is very is very mm-hmm. noble of you to do. But um, yep. Why are you? Can your dad not help? Okay, so my dad, he basically uh, works like a very early morning job. So he wakes up like at 4 a.m. So, and my mom obviously doesn't. So that's why. Okay. Do you... Does your mom need help so much that you need to sleep in the bed with her? Like, are you not able to like be in like, like the, the it's room It's not over? even, to be honest, it's, it's not even that. Like, I don't know. I was just... I'm ever since I'm, I've been a kid, as I said, in South Asian families, we do just. I always slept with my parents, and then when I grew up gradually, um, I guess I don't know why, but I mean, I have siblings that have their own rooms, but I don't have a room, so I just kind of sleep with my mom. That's all. Now, your siblings, do they, are they all in, they have the same room? They 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 each have their own room in the same house as you and your and your parents. Yeah, so we have a three bed apartment. I have two older brothers. They're like in their twenties as well, but they're like late twenties. I literally just turned twenty like a month ago, and I'm still uh, I don't have my own room yet. I guess we just have three rooms only in this apartment. So my older siblings got their own room, and I'm sharing the room with my mom and my dad. Um, do you at least like? Okay, let me ask you this. So, it, mm-hmm. so, so it sound it sounds as though it would be okay. Your mom, you, it would be okay if you were not sleeping in the same bed as your mom in terms of your need to help her. But it's just what you've okay, always I mean, done. So I mean, I'm not. By the way, I'm not like I'm not. I'm just <laughs> trying to understand the situation. But it sounds like yeah, um, yeah, so. it sounds like it is not necessary to help your mom to sleep in the bed with her, but you do it because it's what you've always done. Um, I, I guess so. Most, like 90% of the time, yeah. But there are, as I said, some days where her schizophrenia will, like, spike, I guess. Some, like, specific things trigger her, so then I will have to sleep with her. Okay. But mostly so, you are right. So let's get into this. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, now that I understand the situation, how yeah. do you how do you personally feel about the situation? So I mean, I honestly don't even think about it negatively because it's not as I said, it's not really in a weird way. I like because um, as I said, my mom has schizophrenia, so I have a very, I guess, special relationship with her, and I love her to death, basically. So. I guess this is one of the ways that I can show my appreciation for her that 
every night I'm there for her, you know, in case something triggers her. Okay. Um, hmm. And you're you're 20, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, it's okay. a do- no, 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 no. I'm not, I, I don't say that with. I don't say. That, I, 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 swear to God, I mean, I don't. I don't say that with judgment. I just want to understand. No, I do. I, I don't blame you. It is kind of weird from the. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm making no judgments about it. <laughs> I, I, but I want to understand. Um, do you, do you, mm-hmm. do you go to, do you go to school? Do you work? Yeah, as I told you before, uh, I'm doing an internship actually at the at the local public school. Where I, I fix kids' Chromebooks and I go to college full time. Oh right, right, right. You totally, you told me all that, and we talked about the porn. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a normal guy outside of this. <laughs> I'm not, I, Ahmed. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're. A weird guy. I'm not saying I, you're. Okay, so clearly, okay, so okay, so clearly, 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 mm-hmm. and again, I'm not saying anything about. Uh, I'm not here. I'm not saying. Oh, this is weird. This is fucked up. Whatever. But clearly, you yeah. you seem to be self conscious that it is. Yeah, of course. Uh, as, as I did, as I told you, this is literally the first time ever this has ever come out of my mouth. It's always okay. only been thoughts. Okay. Um. Do you do you have, do you have, like friends? Of course, dude. I um I have I don't know. I have college friends. I have work friends. High school friends that I still talk to. And you, you've, you, this, you've kind of kept this a secret from all of them. Yep, yep, yep. Why are you? Keeping I don't know. It a we never. Well, when are, we just never, I get never comes up the topic of like where we live and whatever. I don't know. That's true. I guess my, I guess, I guess um, my sleeping arrangements also mm-hmm. don't really come up in conversation that much with my friends. Yeah, there you go. And even if they did, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share that. <laughs> Um. Hmm. Okay, so why? Tell me why you feel compelled, or what made you want to come on here and talk about it. So I mean, recently, uh, so at the, at this college I'm at, they offer free counseling, which is pretty amazing. And uh, I've recently started it. So in my culture, the uh, counseling isn't even really like believe in or therapy whatever you want to call it so i recently started that um just on a whim because i saw it was free and it was on campus and after that i've been thinking about my life like as myself individually and i realized uh just upon reflection how weird this is and i was like i'm not gonna let this be you know unknown i'm gonna put it out there because it just feels free to to say it out loud, I guess. So that's an interesting thing that you're touching on. Like, uh, mm-hmm. culturally, where you come from and what you understand is very, like, communal, family-oriented, mm-hmm. and it's kind of been that way your whole life, and now you're examining your life uh, as an individual and, you know, mm-hmm. how you feel about things, what you want. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, in examining yourself as an individual, what what have you observed? What what have you come up with? So, I've, I'm, my life is just really interesting, man. I don't know. It's it's really weird because um, I was like ten when I immigrated to the U.S., and now I'm twenty. So, I immigrated here like I guess at a really critical point, you know. So, I don't even understand like half my life is kind of as i said just cultural and then half is like i, I don't know that it's complicated but i'm talking to a real therapist about that <laughs> um tell me well tell me about uh, uh immigrating here uh well so i was 10 um i literally so that's the funny part is i was never really taught english like formally in pakistan but I used to play like Counter Strike online, and I would—I literally just learned English from the video game, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So when I came here, uh, I was able to talk to people, man, just by playing using my computer and stuff in English. Mm-hmm. And I no, was I've, in I've, I've talked to a lot of people who um, 
they've they've learned English from playing online video games. So, you know, all of them uh, know how to p- tell you in perfect English that they fucked your mom. <laughs> exactly. That's that is where it starts. Hmm. Um, I interrupted you. Keep going. Oh yeah. So uh, I I was in fourth grade when I came here. Uh, I think they placed me a grade down, even though my age was like ten. But whatever. So uh, I came here in fourth grade. Uh, went through all the high school, middle school, you know, whatever. Um, it was it was weird. I didn't really have. A, there's not really a lot of other Pakistani people where I live, so it was kind of weird. You know, I just felt like I was just trying to fit in and whatever. But uh, now that I'm in college, there are uh, other uh, Pakistani people that I am relating with and just blending in with regular American people as well. Mm. So it's been a journey, but overall, I will say I'm so grateful for it, man, because as everybody knows, Pakistan is not really, you know, the best place to live. Um, are you friends now with a lot of other people from Pakistan? Uh, well, I mean, in in America, yeah. It's funny because sometimes, because uh, when I was in fourth grade in Pakistan, I had like a Facebook and shit. So I'll like look at my Facebook and see what my old fourth grade Pakistani friends are doing now. Interesting. Okay, so how does how does life in America for you and and like for your American friends compare to what mm-hmm. you see on Facebook from your Pakistani friends? Oh, dude. So the one big big thing is in Pakistan, dude. Um, so you know, in Muslim countries, like women and men are like kind of separated. So in Pakistan, right. dude, you can hug a guy, you go shoulder to shoulder down the street with them. In America, I've noticed that. Like, guys aren't, like, that close. I don't know. That's one thing. Wait, okay, so... So, because... So, I, so in Pakistan, are you not... A, like, you're not, are you allowed mm-hmm. to, like, hold hands with your wife Oh, my God, dude. You will straight up... You, yeah, they do. It's not that you're allowed. They do. Um. Wait, is, is it, it not allowed? It sounds weird, because... Oh, they are allowed. You know, kids hold hands. Uh, guys hold hands while they walk down the street. Guys have hands around each other's necks while they walk down the street. That's like culture. It's weird because Muslim countries they like hate gay stuff and whatever, you know. But it's, it's I don't I don't get it. Huh. Wait. So so what I'm hearing is that is that the Muslim mm-hmm. countries hate gay stuff, but they love a good bromance. Exactly. That is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's one thing, dude, that I've really yeah. noticed the lack of in America. It's hard to get, you know, like, like pros. Very, very interesting to hear that. So people in in <laughs> in Pakistan are a lot more um, touchy feely and 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 openly. Yes, like, dude. like when I was in fourth grade, dude, I would have my friend group. You know, we would be all touchy touchy. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, hmm. So so wait. So you're allowed. So it's cool to walk down the street in Pakistan holding hands with another man as long yes. as you guys aren't fucking. <laughs> if you were to, if you were to, as an American, of course that's gonna sound weird, but I'm telling you that is okay. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Do you think that like um. Well, we kind of touched on 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 this a little bit when we were talking about like you know maybe the reasoning why you you're sleeping in your mom's bed of like the mm-hmm. cultural culturally there's a stronger emphasis on on community and family and togetherness maybe than there is here in the United States and so that's why there's less of uh, there's less bromance here. Dude, exactly, you hit the nail on the head. That's fascinating. Okay, well, any, anything else that you've you've noticed from observing uh, your 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 buddies on Facebook? Um, specifically, my buddies on Facebook. Um, I've noticed that. Uh, let's see. I mean, it is. Um, I mean, they're all graduated and stuff, and I've noticed that 
like in Pakistan, dude, getting a job and stuff, it's it's like impossible unless you have connections and stuff. I've noticed that even though they're all graduated now, uh, like they're the same age as me, of course, so they've graduated high school and they're in college and stuff. So now while I'm in America and I can find internships and whatnot, dude, in Pakistan, it, it's, a, it's a hell of a hole, dude. It's mm. kind of impossible to make it just through hard work there. And mm. I mean, I love my country to death, man, but it's it's not fair. Mm. So you really so it, it is true that there's like greater opportunity for you in America than in, in Pakistan. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Like, even though of course America has its own troubles, like, but I've noticed that it is still better than Pakistan. Uh, you know, exponentially. Hmm. So your homies that are all like your age now, what are they doing? Dude, I they take. Like, I guess they're trying to be a photographer. You know, they're in that phase. You know how people have that phase where they want to be a rapper or whatever. Yeah. In Pakistan, it's really common to have a phase where they want to be a photographer, dude. They'll wear sunglasses, <laughs> go out in the street. You know. Is pictures. that a specific? Is that is that specific to Pakistan? Well, I don't, I don't think it's specific to Pakistan. It's specific to the friends that I knew, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your version of that? What do you uh, want to be when you grow up? Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't even have like a big like. I, you know how people always say they want to be a millionaire or whatever. I, to be honest, I just want to live a regular life, dude. Like. Sometimes I'll think about it, and my ideal life is kind of graduating from college to working in IT in, like, a local public school or something where it's, like, a government job, so there's not really, like, pressure, and just getting a house and wife and kids, dude. That's it. That's all I want. Hey, folks. This episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. liquiddeath.com gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. So, going back to your um, discovery of your individual, or, or exploration of your individuality, do you, <laughs> do you desire to leave your mom's bed? In this current situation, <laughs> I, I would say no, dude. Like, I love my mom, and it's just, and I just want to, like, cause, because of her condition or whatever, I don't even know, like, what the average lifespan 
is for somebody of that kind. I just want to show her all the love I can, and just that is one form of my love because of her schizophrenia. I can't really, you know, show her my uh, love. Uh, I guess through my words and whatever. Hmm. Hmm. What about your, what about your dad? Does he snore? <laughs> well, I, I'm actually a pretty deep sleeper, I guess. I don't, dude. My mom snores like crazy. <laughs> I don't know why my dad. I don't think he does, because I'm a crazy deep sleeper. Like I don't really notice stuff too much, but I do know when I uh, sometimes when my mom is taking a nap, she's a crazy snore. What's your relationship like with your dad? Um, well, he's kind of a, like a regular Middle Eastern dad, you know, straight A's at school, you know, he expects that and, you know, just a typical Asian dad. He always, you know, goes home to work, as I said, super early, comes home late, only has like a couple hours at home. And in that hours, you know, we're just talking about school and shit. That's nothing really deep, to be honest. Hmm. Um. Are you out there trying to to date? It sounds like family is important to you. It sounds like you want a wife and kids <laughs> one day. Are you, no, are you out there dude. dating? I mean, I've, as that's something I've recently started thinking about. I guess it's after thinking about myself as an individual, but in Pakistan, it's not. That's not an aspect of the culture. It's arranged marriage, like. You're not even allowed to date in Pakistani culture. You just, I guess, when you're like 25 or something, you get arranged marriage, and that's it. Well, now you're now now you're in the land of the free, baby. Time to make a Tinder account. <laughs> there are actually, oh, I, I ac- actually, I, I genuinely, genuinely, I, I, and I don't know. I only know one side of this, but sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be. I, I, I guarantee that if you start a Tinder account after about a day. Mm-hmm you'll be like, ah, I should have went with the arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah, dude, the dating scene, I mean, I've just been looking at um, stuff on the internet, and yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Really hard is, to get in the dating scene. Is so, um, I mean, is the plan for there to, like, is your plan for there to be some kind of arranged marriage, or? Well, I mean, for me, okay, so... My brothers, they are in, like, the marriage kind of age right now. And my parents, I mean, my mom is kind of... But my dad is trying to get them to an arranged marriage. For me, though, I, I haven't decided yet. And I don't I don't know. I'll see after talking to my therapist and, you know, kind of fusing my American and Pakistani self. We'll see what I feel like. How does can you explain a little bit of how the arranged marriage process works? Uh so okay, so in Pakistan, dude, I'll be honest, like cousin marriages and stuff, they're still pretty common. Now my family is pretty liberal Pakistani, I guess you can say, so they're not really into that. Uh so basically every family has that one auntie that you go to who has like all the connections with all the all the people, you know? Like, hey, I'm trying to get my daughter married. If you know somebody, let me know. Hey, I'm trying to get my son married. So everybody goes to that one person, and they're like a arranged marriage, I don't know, hero, whatever you want to say. And they kind of hook you up. What's your personal view on arranged marriage? Because, you, I don't know, I'm thinking about it. And again, this is a total outsider mm-hmm. opinion. But, like, after... Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, after paying for for Tinder premium, uh, you know, <laughs> you're you're kind of like part of you does think like you know as as like you know with with all the with all the infinite cons that could come with with arranged marriage, there is the big pro mm-hmm. of like, well, that's a giant quest in life that I don't have to think about anymore. You know, it's a giant challenge mm-hmm. to to navigate your romantic sexual life. And so maybe there is something appealing about having someone just fucking up and decide it for you. Um, what, so I, I want to hear your, your kind of personal opinion on it. Well, I mean, as I stand, dude, I'm kind of the same way as you. Like if I'm just kind of living my life, like with me and that's 
sit. I'm not really looking out for anything. But if, and it's like during college, if something comes up and, you know, the relationship, the dating scene gets serious, you know, I might hop into it. But if not, you know, I always have that backup, you know, the peaceful uh, mind, you know, the arranged for, I mean, that I will do have the arranged marriage option. So you're telling me that you're one just really bad date away from being like, fuck it. Like, that's always in your bad pocket. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's always in your back pocket. Like you'll give it, you'll give Dave yeah. a try, but if it doesn't work out, you'll go to your auntie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I mean, but as I said, I'm not really going out for dating. It's like I'm just me, and if somebody comes up in my life where I'm like, okay, this could get romantic, then I'll go into it. It's not like I'm seeking dating okay, yeah, in my sure. current state. Sure, 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 sure. Um. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have? Did you like have a girlfriend in high school or 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 a crush or anything, Dude, that anything was, like that? Uh, that's one of the like things uh, that I've always thought about and thinking like, should I have? But I've never, I've never. Dude, the only thing is that in like middle school, a girl asked me out and I just kind of rejected her kindly. I was like, oh no, you're cute, but I just don't want to date. And that was pretty much it. In high school, uh, nothing really came up. Hmm. Um. Hmm. What about uh? What about career-wise? What do you What do you hope for? So I mean, I started off like yeah, looking working at the local grocery store or whatever. in during high school, and now I'm in college, so I got an internship in IT as you said. I mean, as I said before, uh, and after graduating, dude, as I said, I just want to kind of get like like a government job or something of that sort where i can just like do a tenure there for like 20 30 years do you think you'll ever go back to pakistan like i assume not to live but uh you know just to say what's oh, dude, up. I've, of course i've been there a couple of times i was just there like two years ago dude my family is still it's not like uh so my family like just my immediate family my brothers and mom we moved here as a whole but, like, my rest of the family is still in Pakistan, dude. We go there, like, every couple of years. Would you reckon... I, I, you know, I um, I have this dream of, like, doing my little gecko interviews. I do, I, you know, in addition to the phone call stuff, I do, like, on-the-street interviews and stuff. And I have oh, this yeah, dream I know. of doing I know. it Dude, I watch all your stuff. Come on. Oh, hell yeah. Hell, okay, so how would you, like, do you think <laughs> I should go to Pakistan to do it? How, how do you think that would go over uh, I do. I think you should. Uh, if you go, though, I would recommend. Uh, I mean, Pakistan is a pretty good English-speaking country, but I would recommend you go to like a college campus or something. There, you'll find like a bunch of you know, young people from. Because Pakistan is weird, dude. Like, some parts are super conservative, and they're still into like cousin marriages and all that stuff. And then some parts are like super liberated. So I would go to a college campus. You'll be safe, dude. And you'll have a bunch of, you know, like a wide spectrum of people with you. And they'll all speak English probably because they're on a college campus. What's the other, what's the other major language spoken there? Uh, it's Urdu. So it's basically um, like Pakistan and India were one like uh, like 100 years ago or whatever. And now, so Urdu is basically the same language as Hindi. But in Pakistan, it's Urdu. Mm. Okay, if I ever go there... All right, if I ever go there, I might hit you up. I actually got a DM. I was I, I don't know how many I don't know how many people in Pakistan listen to this show, but I got a DM <laughs> once from somebody saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, I live in Pakistan. Let me know if you ever want to come and I'll show you around." And I was I wasn't in a position to just to just like, you know, I was like in the middle of touring or whatever, so I wasn't in a position to just like yeah. say fuck it and go, but I'm getting into a point yeah. where I'm I can kind of do stuff like that. And so I might, yeah, I might say fuck it and go. Who knows, dude? You gotta go. It's like screw all the gecko and whatever, dude. It's just an amazing country to visit. Oh, of course, like, yeah, of course. Uh, dude, all the dude, the food is bomb. It's a, it's a little spicy though. So, <laughs> um, okay, you might see a being a gecko in Pakistan video. I like to do. I'll dude, do like usually do if I take a trip like that. I'll do. I'll do half. Lyle half gecko time, but enough about yeah the me and my stupid life. Um, I want to know this before we go. What is your like? Mm-hmm. So you you have these two older brothers, 
Um, yeah. Do they think and feel similarly to you on 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 you know the stuff that we've been talking about? Um, I'll be honest, bro. Like they're kind of busy, like in their own life. They have their own full time job. I don't really have like deep conversations with any of my immediate family. Like I'll be honest. Mm. So mm. I, I'm not even. They just have full time jobs. They come home and sleep. Do you do you wish that you did have deeper conversations with them? Um, I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know. Hmm. It is. It is just kind of weird because, like, uh, like with cleaning, like we're all in a one house and everybody's a grown adult and. Because everybody's been, like, babied into being a grown adult, like, they don't even, like, clean up after their own messes and whatever. So it's just a wild, wild world. Who's cleaning up around the house? Dude, it's me. Because my mom has schizophrenia, <laughs> so she can't. My dad has right. a full-time job. My brothers have a full-time job. And, you know? So you're... But, don't, but you have a fucking full-time job. No, I have a part-time job, and I'm a student. And being a student in this culture is basically looked at as doing nothing. So you... So I'm the so, youngest in the house, so I'm just kind of automatically expected to. Bro, so you're 20. You're you're yeah. working a part-time job. You're a student. Yeah. You're sort of... T- you're taking care of your mom. And you're mm-hmm. cleaning up after everyone in the house? Basically, dude. <laughs> Goddamn, man. Well, hey, as look, I said though, it's miles better than anything I would have lived in Pakistan. So, deep respect, deep respect, Thank Ahmad. You. Um, Thank you, dude. What I mean, what if, like, if you didn't have all these crazy mm-hmm. responsibilities, like, what would you, like, if you were to take some time for yourself, what would that even look like? What would you do? Dude, I don't even have, like, that many, I guess, hobbies or shit. Like, I just play video games uh, on my PC. And as I said, my goal in life is to just kind of uh, be steady. Like, I don't even want to do anything. Like, I just want to, you know, get a 9-to-5 job uh, when I come home from work, play video games, and then go to sleep. Are you happy with life right now? Right now, dude, I'm super happy. It's a, such a privilege, dude, to go to college and to have an internship. Dude, oh, man. It's amazing. It's a privilege to drive a car, dude. Like in Pakistan, cars don't even... Nobody can afford one. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a good perspective you're walking around with, man. It really is. <laughs> um, well, you know what, man? Look, I know. I know you feel. Um, look, I'm gonna tell you this, Ahmad, before we go. I know you feel um, some sense of. I don't know if it's embarrassment or whatever about uh, sleeping in your mom's bed, but. Right. You were, but but look but look, that aside. Uh, you're taking uh-huh. care of f- four fucking people, uh, and you're the youngest of them. Uh, you're you're working yep. your ass off cleaning uh, porn off of all these MacBooks, <laughs> uh, Chromebooks, whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. You're you're studying. You're I mean you're doing so much, man. So uh, like, and you're happy, and you're 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 doing it all. You're doing it all. Also, not you know walking around every day being like, "Oh, my life sucks. It's so fucking hard. I have to do all this stuff." You're like grateful to do it all. I mean, you're you're a walking W, man. So I, I hope you don't feel um, too. I don't know if ashamed is the word, but whatever. I hope you I hope you feel good about yourself uh-huh. and good about life because you're really doing it in a, in a in an honest and noble way. And I have a lot of respect for that. And uh, I appreciate you coming on here and and uh sharing this stuff because i know it was uh you know uh, hard to do and that you haven't done it with anyone before so you know thanks man and uh it was it was really good talking to you it was really good talking to you too and just 
dude, I love your stuff. I watch you every day on my car ride to college. <laughs> I mean, not watch, but listen. So it's, it's been a pleasure being on here, man. Is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Uh, just, just be supportive of everybody. I don't know. <laughs> Beautiful. Take care, Ahmad. All right. Thank you, Gick. Bye. Damn, I love talking to that guy. That was cool. Um, very interesting perspective, man. Very interesting perspective. I don't know if I have anything to say in these post-call thoughts that I, I didn't already say, but uh, it's very cool to me that he's he's juggling all these things in his life um, with, like, no resentment at all, right? Like, that's, that is the, the crazy part to me. Because, I mean, I I hate doing anything. I complain all the time about having to do anything. And and specifically this, like, um, the other day, I, had, I drove an hour somewhere the other day, and I was, like, so pissed off, and, like, I was stuck in traffic, and I was, like, upset. I was like, I hate driving. I hate having to drive. Driving sucks. I fucking hate this car. I just was, like, pissed off and stewing. And then I'm talking to this guy who's, like... You know, the total opposite, like, oh my, like in bliss, like, oh my God, it's such a privilege to be able to drive, you know, and like that, that, that is, is an interesting perspective. I liked that guy's perspective on everything. And, um, you know, even though he was, again, I don't know if ashamed is the word. I don't want to put emotions in this guy's mouth, but he felt that he felt the type of way about talking to people about the fact that he sleeps in his mom's bed, but on the same coin, when I asked him about it, um, his personal feelings about it uh, were that it's not weird that um, he actually it, wanted to do it because he doesn't know how much time he'll have left with his mom. None of us know how much time we'll have left with the people that we care about in our lives. And so he, it was something that he was happy about and he felt good about even if you know other people might look at it a different way. So, I don't know. I thought that guy was awesome. I loved talking to him. And um, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to go to Pakistan and uh, talk to people. If you, I'll, uh, while I'm here, while people are listening, if you live, because this is something I want to do a lot more of um, in the future. If you live in, like, an interesting place, I've gotten DMs from a, a guy who, who, actually, I talked to a guy on the podcast who lived in Kuwait. Uh, if you live in, you know, I don't know. I'm going to try to go to Vietnam. I'm going to try to go to Thailand. If you live in Alaska, if you live in like a a, 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 a place that's not uh, the United States or or Europe or Australia or Canada, because I've kind of covered those places, um, you know, South America or, 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 or Africa or uh, anywhere in Asia, and, and you um, think it would be a cool place to go interview people. Uh, let me know. Send me a DM. I'm I'm def I'm on the hunt for more cool experiences like that. So uh, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Lyle the number four ever, and I'll try to check those DMs. But uh, thank you, Ahmad. Appreciate it, and um, Gek bless you. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase.
Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. This guy better pick up or we're going to have a serious problem. He's not going to pick up. Yo, what's up, Lyle? Oh, shit. What's up, man? How you doing? What's good, bro? How are you? I'm doing good. What's your name? Uh, my name is James. James, it says here that you're a neuroscientist that studies cannabis. Yeah, um... So I do have to preface this with, uh, I work in research, so there's some stuff I cannot talk about. Uh, however, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, a lot of people well, it's, talk uh, about I it. mean, from the tone of your voice, it sounds like you do a lot of uh, first-hand research. I am actually completely sober <laughs> right yeah, now. That was a real, I said uh, that in a very, I said that like fucking Bill Maher or something. I feel embarrassed about no, but um, I know you've been I know you've been smoking recently on your streams that you smoked tonight. I'm not watching. No, I haven't, and I didn't smoke tonight. And I don't know where you. Hold on. Where did you get any of this information that you're saying right now? Oh, you've been smoking on streams. You started talking about it. I just listened to the podcast like religiously. When uh, wait? When so did I, I talk really about streams? When did I talk about smoking on the stream? Uh, there was someone that you were, you said something about you were getting a little too therapisty, and you are also kind of high. I forget who it was. It was one of your recent streams. I did uh, say that. I did say that, and I was kind of high, and you're right, and I'm being defensive right now. And, um, I'm not high right now. Here's my thing, is I'll tell you this, for, I've been doing this stream since June of 2020. That's, like, over, it's over three years. Pretty crazy. Um... For like, and in those three years, I maybe the first three years I maybe had been high on a live stream one or two times, and I fucking hated it. It was really bad. I felt perceived. I felt um, like I couldn't just like because to, to, to just talk to rant and talk and not be thinking so much about the words that are coming out of your mouth and how they're being perceived and whatnot you you can't be high because being high makes you paranoid or at least for me it does and so i never did it oh, no. and then there was a time i want to say a month or two ago where i just for i don't know for whatever reason i think maybe i was really stressed leading up to a stream and i was like let me give this a try it'll maybe it'll mellow me out and i had a nice stream and so um but i also thought to myself i'm like i do not want to make this a habit you know because that that can only i don't think that's a good habit to have so now you know like like i'll this is what i sort of have been doing a little bit is like i'll stream for my normal two hours and then maybe I'll take a little rip of a pen and the whatever comes after that is a total bonus so like you know let me get in a couple sober and that's like maybe once a uh, a a week you know I stream two to three times a week and maybe for one of those streams after having done two hours I'll I'll take a little bit but I'm not I'm not I don't want people to think I'm high all the time on my stream, you know, that's Definitely why I didn't, not. that's I why did, I, 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 did. I made, I made, I made a, the mistake of bringing, actually, I, I'm not going to say it was a mistake. I don't take it back. I, I said that I was high to that guy 
but I didn't want I I didn't I hadn't I was I was gonna not say anything because I didn't want people to think I was high all the time. But I also don't like to lie, you know. So I would just be yeah, honest. Sure. I'm high, I and mean, I don't think there's anything wrong just, with being high a lot. But that's why I wanted to talk to you. Is because that's wrong. Yeah. There's probably a lot that's wrong with being high all the time, and you would know the answer to those questions. So please, is it? Am I gonna? How long do I have I mean, to live? That's what I'm. That's what I'm really asking. I mean, I listen to your podcast religiously. You could die in the next five seconds. I mean, we don't fucking know. Um, but like, no. The I'm I'm high right now. I just hit my pin when I saw you. Fuck it. Okay, you fuck it. I asked you if you were high right now, and you said you were sober. You're lying. While you were on that rant about how you don't get high, I got my pen out of my room and just smoked. Nice. That's sick. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right, but yeah, so so neuroscience research. So um, I actually was at the Charlotte show, and I wanted to get on uh, on stage to talk. And it, uh, it might not be exactly about this, but yeah, so like doing research with cannabis, um, I actually started it out. Um, at my college in North Carolina, um, and we worked with HIV, and you don't normally put HIV and cannabis together, right? I mean, I don't know. I didn't at first. Would you? What? Like HIV and cannabis, like using cannabis to help HIV patients. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about injecting HIV into cannabis. Not exactly. However, we did kind of inject uh, mice with HIV. That shit was kind of fucked up, but um, well, you got the mice high, so too, right? Yeah, oh, extremely high. That's what I do at work every day, and that's what I actually can't talk about because I'm under yeah. NDAs and shit. It's a trade-off. Um, but yeah, no, I, I basically just inject mice with weed. Yeah, that's my daily job. I listen to your podcast a lot, uh, doing that. So you have been listened to while injecting mice with H, uh, with not HIV <laughs> with uh, THC. So I hope that makes you feel great. Do you do you inject them with HIV, or does somebody else do that, and then you come in and you're like, um, good, good uncle, you're like the cool com- uncle, and the other person is <laughs> com- complicated, complicated uh, like topic. But it's actually through the food that they ingest, it changes genes like codes and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I'm the good uncle. I, I'm not the dick. I take care of them. I get them high as shit. Make sure wait, that they are. Wait, uh, so you feed them like an AIDS hamburger, and they get HIV. Literally, yeah. It's basically like a pizza, ha- uh, pizza AIDS, like hamburger mashup type thing. That's fucked up. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But the, we don't actually do that ourselves in the lab. Uh, we get that like from from the actual uh, place where like the mice come from. But anyway, that's not anything that really matters. I work with animals. No, no, no. This is that's like supremely interesting. Let me. But, yeah. I have a couple more questions about it. So if I ate this AIDS burger that you give to these mice would i get hiv so no because of uh the genetic code however the and this is actually one of the fucked up things my uh mentor asked me um but instead of doing that you actually just come infertile but it doesn't change your gene code um to the point where you get hiv but you if you eat it you just come become sterile wow (laughs) like yeah so not the best yeah, I mean, I actually don't know that science. I'm not gonna act like I do. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like you and actually admit that I don't know something. Isn't it kind of crazy that there's a whole like we're such apex predators that we've decided it's totally cool to just round up another animal and give it HIV. Dude, it is so fucked. I mean, yeah, and for for research purposes too. And then you just like give it something that's illegal in like a majority of the states and then arrest people for that too but that's neither here or there it's just fucked up we're we're super super weird if you actually think about it but i don't like to think about it because then i start thinking about like everything else i'm also high as shit now so you are always gonna like overthink yeah so i i wanted to talk about this because yeah so i um I'm a I'm a daily pot smoker. Not every time I'm on the podcast. Now people are gonna think I'm high all the time. I'm not high all the time. I mean, I'm not high. Sure I'm not. high all I mean, the time. I know, I'm I know not high were... all the time when I am recording this podcast. Definitely, I've yeah. recorded 250 something episodes of this podcast. I've maybe been high for one of them. All right, I've anyway. listened to every single one of them. But yeah, that's anyway. crazy. That's crazy. Okay, anyway, 
Um, but I get high every day, and I don't even I don't think about it anymore. So like, I don't think about is this bad for me? Am I gonna you know when I'm forty? Am I gonna not know my dad's name anymore? Like, what what is it actually? What is it doing? Am I fucked? No, you're not fucked at all. I mean, I'm a daily I'm a daily user as well. Um, yeah, I'm a daily user. No, you're not gonna be fucked or anything. And I actually don't do. Human science and the science that everybody does can't actually translate to humans. So I don't have a true answer for you, even though I do study it. But just from what I have seen, because I also looked at it, because I mean, I smoke a lot. And it's there's nothing that's going to negatively impact you unless you are getting to the point where you have CHS, where you're like throwing up um, when you smoke. And you if you don't have if you if you're not doing that, you don't have it. Um, some people have mentioned it throughout the podcast, but um, so CHS is really what will stop, make you stop. And then um, if you ever have any start, like type of uh, psychosis or anything, obviously stop. But like it's basically just like cracking your joints. Like if you crack your joints and it starts to hurt, stop. You're going to get arthritis, but it's not actually going to cause it. So in reference and i can't really tell you if you're going to be fine or not because i don't fucking know that i don't know you i just listen to you on a phone right but like for the majority of people and i'll put you in that category you'll be perfectly fine it's legal for a reason it shouldn't be illegal in some states and so that type of thing makes people feel like you won't know your fucking dad's name when you're 50 years old but like you're going to be completely fine there's people that have been doing it for way longer than you have and i mean you got to think about it we're the most like sober generation that's ever been around. We could literally be smoking opium out of like fucking pipes. Like we're perfectly fine hitting a little pin like every day. It's not that big of a deal. But like anyway, you'll be fine. You, you, it's not a big deal. You know what? I'm going to record every single podcast from this episode moving forward completely stoned. Because you said that just now. I hope so. Yeah, that's great. I mean, your your content's pretty good when you're fucked I'm up. I'm not too. actually going to do that. Uh, I, I'm just joking. I'm uh, not going to do that at all. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that's not a big deal. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I don't. I'm going to be, be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe you entirely because I don't. There's. I'm. I have this little vape pen that's creme brulee flavored, and you're not. You can't just inhale creme brulee artificial flavoring into your lungs. And get away scot free. There's no way. There's no consequences yeah. to anything. Now, now, Lyle, now, Lyle, you just asked me about THC. I study THC. I study the actual effect of the cannabis. I don't study what is in your fucking cran brulee vape pen. And I don't. And honestly, I don't know. That's why I stay away from certain things because I see it in the lab and I know that it can be fucked up. But he. The, the the actual thing that I was more so saying is the THC. Of course, you're probably building, you're taking that shit in your lungs because it's adding to your mucus layer. You're going to inhale it. That could be bad for you. But in terms of the THC where I actually specialize, there's no problems there. I mean, if you start smoking five blunts a day, obviously you're going to start coughing more often because you're inhaling stuff or the pen. You're going to have more of that. But to like for my more focus is the THC and that's where you're going to be okay. Mm, okay. All right, I guess that makes sense. That's yeah. why people eat it instead of you know yeah. turning I mean, it into creme brulee smoke. Exactly. And eating it's a little different too. Um because it just changes it changes how it develops um in your just like entire system in your cannabinoid system with the receptors in your body and that's why that's why there's more people that it say it's stronger when you eat an edible. Um but it's because it just works in different ways. But, um, well, oh, there is something I did want to tell you, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. So I was at your uh, North Carolina Charlotte show, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, so after you took down the prompts um, the and, like, all that shit, and I texted in after because I was scared. I was nervous to get up because um, I was high as fuck. I was nervous to talk to you, so I didn't send it in until you came out on stage, and I didn't realize that you uh, are you wrote them down before the show, I and then came out to do them. Um, did you did you see any of the ones that were sent, or did you just completely just like trash the rest of them? 
Um, I yeah, I probably I probably saw your message at some point. Okay, so I wanted to tell you. So I am a behavioral neuroscientist. Okay, I wanted to tell you about one time I conditioned myself to get horny when I smelled microwavable pot pie in middle school. Like I classically conditioned myself. Absolutely fucking not. It was on accident. I was a little fat ass kid that loved those little whatever pot pies, little, little green box, whatever. They were delicious. I was a little fat child. And every time that I would make those in the microwave, I would beat my dick smelling the pot pies. And then I realized that it was a problem when someone in my family made a pot pie at one point. And I smelled it, and I was instantly horny, and I had a problem. And I somehow took that experience and became a behavioralist neuroscientist. This is what inspired your entire career? Yes, because I was literally classically conditioned. And I was, I was classically conditioned to get hard when I smelled microwavable Popeye. And then I looked into it, and I was like, holy shit, and now I'm a neuroscientist. Um, what kind of pot pie? Oh, what the fuck is it? It's the green. It's the gray. Yeah, you, if you ate it when you were a kid, you wouldn't know either. The fucking green box pot pie. I don't know. It's chat. just chatting what the fuck it is. Uh. What, what would it be? I don't know. It was the... It's like a woman's name. It's green box pot pie. Fucking delicious. Probably probably the thing that kills me, not the THC. And to this day, when you smell pot pie, do you still get hard? No, because in classical conditioning, after a certain amount of time, either getting hard... And not smelling the stimulus of pot pie, you have extinction period where you, you where you lose that learning like um, ability. So you learn you lose the stimulus, which in turn extincts the actual behavior itself. So I no longer get hard, and I tested it too because I was honestly curious, and I no longer do it. So I'm not fucked up. That fucked up anymore. I had to fix myself. I'm still a little fucked up, but... You really are a scientist. Exactly, yeah. And uh, and I thought it would be cool to talk to you about the things you do all the time and tell you you're probably going to die in the next couple days, but who fucking knows? How did you un- How did you decondition yourself from de- getting horny from these pies? By not... So, by getting horny without the smell of pot pie which is the stimulus so when you take away the stimulus which is the smell of pot pies and repeatedly get horny for a x number of years it slowly dwindles away so when i stopped eating those pot pies and i said hey i'm actually gonna go for a run i'm a fat fuck i was like all right and i got a little bit better and this was like when i was in middle school so i stopped doing all that shit and I realized I probably need to eat a little healthier. Now I'm a fucking fat ass again. I mean, but whatever. That's cool. What gets you horny yeah. now? Uh, listening to your streams. Yeah, I'm just sitting there fucking edging. Yeah, no, I'm what? actually kidding. My, my girlfriend gives me pretty, pretty all right, but. What's your name again? Uh, my name is James. James. James, it's good talking to you about, um, most of this stuff uh, is there anything else you want to say to the people <laughs> at the computer before we go um yeah i want to say i really like those lamps that you can fucking like change like L- the leds of with your phone i just think that they're really fucking cool because I-, I just play with them like, like when i'm super high and just watch them change colors but that's it enjoy the rest of your life man i and you but you don't even need me to tell you to do that Hey, you too, bro. Hey, keep smoking. Maybe you'll die soon. What? Maybe later. No one knows. Have a good life. Take care, buddy. Hey, bye, gag. I think I want to go make myself a pie.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.